0: Hi, this is Edward October for OctoberPodVHS.com, here to tell you what people are saying about our true crime podcast. A thread store in Arizona says, Too much dribble and slang. These ladies obviously enjoy their own humor and sound high. Hey, at least they called you ladies. Benny from Idaho says, Your topics are so appealing, but a three-person pod is difficult enough to follow without banter? Um, our true crime podcast only has two people wait 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 wait. where's the other 100 five star reviews can somebody give me the five star reviews okay here we go much better luscious lee says stand up five stars you girls are funny af i especially love the me and mrs jones rendition you sneak into the recording cherry g 107 says i struggle finding a new podcast and so far i've been hooked to you guys podcast keep up the good work thumbs up thumbs up smiley face Our true crime podcast, two girls, one story, and lots of bad renditions of songs you love. Available on your favorite podcatcher. Go binge it today.
1: Hi, welcome to This Week in Crime, a true crime podcast about crimes that happened this week, but not this year. I'm Coda. I'm Crystal. And we're 21 this week. I have a squeaky chair. Oh no. And she ruined it. And we're 21 this week. That sounded like a cork popping? Because no. it wasn't. It's a binder. Probably going to get cut out. Oh, you're grouchy. I'm not grouchy. Crystal's scared of loud noises. Yeah, I don't like loud noises. <laughs> when we opened wine in Cleveland, she was like, is that going to make a loud noise? And I was like, no. It's going to make a pop. I don't know. A nice pap, as the wine and crime gals would say. I would know I don't listen to wine and crime. I fucking love wine and crime. I love hearing about fancy wines. I think that's literally my fetish is when Amanda's like, this wine is from the Bordeaux region of France, and I'm like, yeah it is, bitch, yeah it
2: is. And it, that's why you liked, um, and that's why you drink at the very beginning, because you used to talk about wine, and then they stopped talking yeah. about wine. And then they started drinking La Croix, so.
1: Yeah, I hate La Croix. <laughs> but I love blood and wine, because they, they market themselves as a wine and crime ripoff. off And it's the same thing, they're like, we're 21, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. can't wait to not drink wine, (laughs) because it's nasty. Yeah, pretty much. I I found out that, okay, so I always thought that, like, wine grapes were grapes that you eat, but they just let them get rotten, Mm -hmm. and they would, like, ferment and make alcohol, right? No, it's a completely different strand of grape. Like, you can eat them, but they're nasty. (laughs) which is, I guess, why wine's nasty. Well, then maybe you should make wine out of the good grapes. That's what I'm saying. It's some fucking fermented Wilch's grape juice.
2: Walmart has cotton candy grapes, and I really want them. Oh, so I hate good. cotton
1: candy grapes. They're good. I like them. I like the Moondrop grapes that are, like, ridiculously long. Those are so good.
2: They're very good. They're so expensive, though. They're, like, $10 a bag.
1: But I love gothic grapes. Re- they're so good. Okay. Well, that's enough wine banter for a podcast <laughs> that doesn't drink. Crystal has an open peach snapple on her desk. Yeah.
2: And an old <laughs> cup of hot tea. And some candy. And some pain pills. Yeah, some
1: salt. And some McDonald's tickets. Yeah.
2: I found those on the floor at work, and I thought maybe they would be worth something,
1: but you apparently have to scan them in the app. Yeah. Somebody's taking a shower. Yeah. Um, would we... I like to troll people on Facebook Marketplace when they post dumb things, and so somebody posted an entire, like, literally a fucking gigantic roll of McDonald's coupons, and I was like, yeah, these definitely aren't stolen at all. Yeah. <laughs> How much were they trying to sell them for? Like, ten bucks. I but mean, they expired in two days. Uh try And me. Some, Somebody else said they wanted to, um, to tint their windows, but T E N T S. And I was like, oh, you're taking your car camping? And my mom tags me and she was like, every time I see that you have commented on something on Facebook Marketplace, I have anxiety. <laughs> I like going
2: on Depop. Because I used to search, search Depop for like band merch literally all the time. But then they would, like, I'd search for one band and it would be merch for not that band, but they'd tag a bunch of, like, 50 bands in there so that way more people would see their post. And that fucking pisses me off. And so I one day I went on a spree and I commented, I searched for, like, Mariana Strange. And everything that was not Mariana's Trench, I commented, this isn't Mariana's Trench, and Depop cut me off after 100 comments. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: Um, Last thing before we start. Yeah. My my dad was going through all of the clothes at the house, right, because they were moving. And so he found this shirt, this band shirt, and he was like, oh, you might still want this. Mm -hmm. And I opened it up my freshman year my parents bought me band merch for my birthday right yeah they bought me one my chemical romance shirt which crystal had already stolen from me from hot topic it was the exact same one just in a size that fit me yeah um taking back sunday and miss may i and let me tell you something i've never listened to taking back sunday or miss may i did not like those bands my dad just went yeah that looks emo (laughs) and so i gave away the taking back sunday shirt but i was like dad i can't do anything with this shirt nobody wants it will you take me to hot topic and return it he was like yes Mm -hmm. okay I am in my at the end of my first year in college. My dad handed me this shirt and said, do you still want this? And I went, Dad, I, I don't like this band. And he went, oh, well, we can go return it. Dad, it's been five years. <laughs> he was like, what do you want me to do with it? And I was like, throw it away. And he was like, this is a perfectly good shirt. Yeah, you can sleep in it. It doesn't fit. It would have fit me when I was a freshman in high school. Mm. I... It's completely useless to me, and he won't let me throw it away. He was like, well, you could try to sell it on the Facebook. <laughs> and I was like, shut up, Dad, you're literally 32, don't talk like that. And with that being said, here's my story. You ready? Yes. It's the Bone Breaker Killer. You ever heard of him? Nope. Okay, well, this is gonna make your teeth hurt. <laughs> okay, great. On June 29th, 1995, Thad Phillips- oh, I just made my teeth hurt because <laughs> you said I was gonna make my teeth hurt. And I remember
2: that time that we had conversation at <laughs> <of> Frozen Yogurt- <laughs> Where <laughs> there was, like, a razor blade in between two people's teeth, uh, and I just kept stop. thinking of them biting down and stop. slicing down stop. the middle of their tooth. I yeah. hate
1: you. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. Trigger, t- tag your triggers. <laughs> I thought you were to say that Thad Phillips made your teeth hurt. No. <laughs> I was like, it's not that bad of a name, but it is Thad, as in Thaddeus. <laughs> I had a fucking math teacher that was named Thaddeus
2: or something or other, I don't remember his last name, but I was like, I, I hated him, but then I told him- Did you call him Daddeus Because no. I I hated him, and I kept telling my dad and about him in middle school. Of like, I absolutely hate him, and I was like, you know why he's such an asshole? Because his name is Thaddeus, and my dad lost his mind. He thought it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably exactly why he was such an asshole. Because <laughs> um, this kid was 13 in 1995. This might have been your teacher. He was 13 in 1995. Okay. And his name was Thad Phillips, and he was fucking abducted from his bed. And I got this from our True Crime podcast, but I did, like, I, I went to the Wikipedia page to supplement my nose. Okay. Um, but they were like, you remember when you were little and, like, you'd fall asleep on the couch and somebody would pick you up and carry you to your bed? That, that was like this, except he was already in bed and somebody <laughs> picks him up and carried him outside. <laughs> <laughs> and so he got outside and he was with a 17-year-old boy named Joe Clark and they, like, kind of knew each other from around the neighborhood. And he was like, oh, come home with me, come home with me, like, it's an emergency and you have to come home with me right now. Mm-hmm. So once they got to Joe's house, or, yeah, Joe's house, he took him upstairs to his bedroom and locked the door. And that was when Thad was like, oh no. But it immediately ratcheted up 974 notches, because he then took Thad's ankle and twisted it until he heard the bones break. Ew. Yeah, it only gets worse. He told Thad that he liked the sounds. All in all, he kept Thad in his house for forty-three hours and broke Thad's pla- Thad's legs at multiple paces. At one point, he took Thad's leg and bent it up to where his foot was by his head, and then put all of his weight on his hip until the bone snapped. Ew. Yeah, um, and so one time he left Thad alone in in this forty-three hours. It was like right after he got home, he left Thad alone, um, because like his fucking legs were broken. He was like, "There's no way this kid's gonna escape. His fucking legs are broken." <laughs> yeah. Um, so he left Thad alone, and he went home. Like, he left. And he went out, and he brought home his girlfriend, right? Well, in the time that he was out with his girlfriend, he had pulled himself downstairs and made it into a side room and was, like, fucking feet from the phone, right? But then fucking Joe came home, and he was like, holy shit, I cannot make any more noise, because the psycho has already broken both my legs Mm -hmm. and will kill me. Um, so he literally laid there for hours, dead silent. Um, and eventually, Joe's friend went home, and Thad was like... Uh, Joe went up to go see what Thad was up to Mm -hmm. (laughs) Upstairs in his bedroom And he found him in the side room he was pissed And that was when he actually broke his leg at the hip Um, I just popped my neck And I made my (laughs) teeth hurt When he was not torturing Thad And breaking his bones He liked to hang out with him They would watch TV and talk And after he broke Thad's legs He would try to create splints and casts for Thad and he'd be like, here, you're fine now. I fucking took some ace bandages <laughs> to your broken legs. Now you can walk on it. And he would force him to walk on his already broken legs. Oh. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Um, he's not a nice man. And during one of their brotherly talks, Joe confessed to the murder of 14-year-old Chris Steiner. And he was like, yeah, basically what I'm doing to you, I did to him, and then I murdered him. Um, so I'm going to murder you. Fun. And so then he locked fat in the closet while he left. And so Thad was like, holy shit, this is my one and only chance. Like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Because this psycho is gonna kill me. And so he breaks out and, with his legs broken in multiple places, manages to crawl all the way back downstairs. Keep in mind, he broke out of a, a locked closet with like broken legs. So I don't even. This is like that girl who, um. who climbed up a hill with one well, arm. No, no arms. No arms? Yeah, when he threw her out of the car. Yeah, I thought and she, she had was like, "Don't arm. kill me," and he was like, "Okay." And he cut off both her arms and threw her down. I thought she had one arm. No, she had one
2: arm because she used her hand to pack mud onto her, her arm so that way it would stop bleeding. Oh, I thought it was no arms. No, it was one arm. Who did that case? Morbid. I think so. I was gonna say Crime Junkies, but I don't think Crime Junkies would get that graphic.
1: I, I don't, don't know. know. Crime Junkies gets pretty graphic. It was either Crime Junkies or Morbid. Yeah. Um, if you can figure out which one it is, it's a good case. Go listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, he called the police, and Joe Clark was arrested, and Thad told the police about Chris Steiner. So, now I'm going to tell you about Chris Steiner, which is the date that happens this week. Um, July 4th, 1994, Chris Steiner was reported missing, and the police were like, oh, he was abducted, um, because his bedroom window screen was cut open, and there were muddy footprints in his house. Um, so, the patio door was unlocked, there were muddy footprints in the house, and his fucking window screen were cut open, so, like, obviously he was abducted. Also, he was fucking 14. Um... So then they found him dead 6 days later wrapped around a tree in the Wisconsin River and they thought that he had drowned. And so they they uh, did the autopsy were like, "Yep, there's water in the there's water in the lungs, like he drowned." And so his cause of death was drowning, but they couldn't find a manner of death. Um so a cause of death is what what kills you, like gunshot to the head. Okay. But a manner of death is what like what actually kills you, like bleeding out or in the case of drowning, your manner of death might be like oxygen deprivation. Yeah. So they couldn't figure out if he died from oxygen deprivation or, like, liquid in his lungs or what.
2: Or but aspiration.
1: Yeah. But they also didn't look, because they were like, oh, he drowned. Like, he obviously ran away and got muddy footprints in his own house mm-hmm. and ran away and drowned himself in this river. Of course. And his parents were like, no way. Like, he could swim. You know, he's a healthy 14-year-old boy. He could swim. And they were like, uh, no, he drowned. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. And so later they exhumed his body after, after Thad was like, hey, he killed him. And the body was, like, bloated from the water, so they, they didn't look very far, and they definitely didn't look at his legs. So when they exhumed the body, they went right to the legs, and they found four breaks in his legs, which has shown that he was thrown in the river alive, but he was probably unconscious, and with his broken legs, that's why he couldn't swim or float. Mm-hmm. And so he drowned. And so then they searched Joe's room. I guess you can't float if you don't have control over your legs.
2: No. Because your body is naturally buoyant, but I guess not that buoyant.
1: Yeah. Hmm. He was also, like he was draped kind of over this like this tree to like hold his body in place so it wouldn't drift downstream so like i'm, I'm assuming like his head was in the water and water had been like rushing over him from tides mm-hmm. um so they searched joe's room and keep in mind this this boy has already murdered somebody kidnapped another boy he's 17 he's a child like, I know we're only 19, but, like, he's an extra child. <laughs> a super kid, if He's you will. a fucking baby. God damn it. And so they found a notebook with names of local boys, and they were under three categories. Get to now, can wait, and leg thing. And so Clark's mom, who he no longer lived with, because at the time that he kidnapped Joe, he had, um, he was living with his brother in a house that was described as decrepit. hmm <laughs> And so his mom was like, oh, no, he was home on um, 7-4 that, that year. He was home on the 4th of July. Like, I know he was home because I re- it was a holiday, and I remember it, and I was asleep, and there was no way that he could have snuck past me to get through the door because I they lived in, like, a shotgun house where all the rooms are lined up. Mm-hmm. But also he lived upstairs, so I don't know how that worked. But she was like, there's no way he would have been able to get out past me. Well, it turns out he was known for sneaking out the upstairs window. <laughs> Like, it had been arrested many times after sneaking out the upstairs window. So, like, clearly he did it just fine. So, he had no alibi, and she was a super heavy sleeper. So, in Thad's trial, he pled no contest. He said he didn't remember kidnapping Thad, but if they had that much evidence, he, he has to have done it, right? Of course. So, he was given 100 years. And in Chris's trial, he pled not guilty. And he was like, see, my mom's my alibi. She was asleep, da 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 And they were like, you're full of shit, and you're guilty. And on November 7th, 1997, he was sentenced to life in prison, plus 50 years. So he got life in, pl- life in prison, plus 150 years. And um, I think he's still in prison to this day. He, he was obviously tried as an adult, despite being 17. Yeah. Because he um, was a psycho. Well,
2: in the last episode... If, which we recorded five minutes ago You'll remember me saying, I just worked a 12 hour shift So when I came home and looked up a case I forgot that it is July <laughs> So I did a case for June 1st But it's interesting And we're going to pretend like it said July um, So, on June, July 1st, 2004 the This 11 year old schoolgirl Who is commonly known around the internet As Nevadaton th- So this is like Japanese, I think um, was murdered a 12-year-old classmate at uh, Satomi... Do you have another Japanese murder? Yeah. Goddamn. Satomi Mitori um, in school at... in Sasebo, Japan.
1: Okay, so this one's actually in Japan. And yeah. not in Ohio, but <laughs> Japan.
2: So, in an empty classroom during a lunch hour at the Okubu Elementary School, girl A, who isn't identified she's 11 years old, and despite the fact that she murdered somebody, they decided to keep her identity under wraps
1: whatever because she'll get out like right when she turns 18, probably um, sorry um, i'm big tired you're I'm doing nothing all day
2: girl a murdered a girl named satomi by slicing up her throat and her arms with a box cutter
1: oh yeah that's why they took away our box cutters. <laughs> that's work. what i was thinking that's <laughs> why
2: they give us my friend literally said that those are seatbelt cutters because the hook and whatever so that's why they give us safety box cutters now because this girl um, but then she left, cause I, I'd assume the lunch hour was up, so then she left the classroom, uh, still covered in blood, and went back to her, the classroom that she was supposed to be in, and a teacher, her teacher, had noticed that they had both gone missing and searched for them, and then when she found the sliced up body of, uh, the girl in the classroom, she called the police.
1: I, I, I note this case vaguely from the internet, mm-hmm. because everybody is in love with her, cause they're like yondery bay. Yeah. And it's like, first off, she's a child. Yeah. Second off, she's a murderer. Third
2: of off, no. (laughs) Um, So, girl A was taken into custody and almost immediately confessed by saying, I've done a bad thing and repeating, I am sorry, over and over to the police. Um, And they, later in the interrogation, she revealed that she had done the killing because of messages that Satomi had left for her on the internet. So, completely grounds for slicing somebody. I mean, honestly,
1: when I was 12, which I know she's 11, but, like, when I was 12, if you would've looked at me, I would've been like, I will fucking murder you. Yeah. Because I was obnoxious. (laughs)
2: Um, on September 15th of 2004, in a family court, the court ruled that instead of sending her to jail, that she be institutionalized, and so she was sent to a reformatory in Tochigi, I think. Tochigi. Um... So, there are reports that say the com- that comments left to Girl A by Matori said that she was just being called fat and overweight and kind of heavy. There was a deeper investigation into her personality, and they found that, though, she wasn't actually mentally ill. She did have a violent history with classmates in which she would kick and scratch them a lot, <laughs> including an incident before this that involved a knife.
1: Okay, so, before she murdered this girl, she was already a problem. Yeah. And instead of... yeah. I know that Japan has, like, a different culture and, like, mental health is seen as, like, oh, that's bad, and if you don't have perfect mental health, you're a shame or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, why is nobody stepping in and being, like, oh, you're a problem. Modern problems require modern solutions, (laughs) a.k.a. go the fuck to therapy. Yeah. Um, Speculation
2: says that she suffers from Hikokimori it's pronounced wrong i said it earlier hikokimori in which um they like the person who suffers from this withdraws from society and girl a had already had shown signs of this by withdrawing from her friends in her social life and she's so like a bunch what of clubs. we would
1: call antisocial personality disorder yeah is this but is hikiki hikikimori hikiki, hikikimori hikiki, yeah that sounds like a japanese character because <laughs> i'm a racist and all their words sound like names <laughs>
2: Um, it said, they said that she was heavily influenced by internet culture and she was fascin- fascinated with urban legends, and, and the article that I read said, even as far as guru, and then I had to go up and look what guru is, because I very much assumed it's that they did not porn, mean- It's
1: gore porn, right? What? Guru, it's gore porn, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm had to look it up because I didn't familiar. know what it was. Cody didn't know it. of the art. <laughs> Cody didn't
2: know what it was, which surprised me.
1: Okay. I'm going to say this because he has his headphones and he can't argue with me. I definitely feel like the porn that I've seen on the internet is much more fucked up than Cody's seen on the internet. Yeah. Because he doesn't have any Wi-Fi at his house because lives <laughs> in the fucking boot <laughs> And he'll never hear me talk shit because <laughs> he doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah. And just because I'm trying to fill this up... Was it about... Did you listen to the new Behind the Bastards? Uh, about the YouTuber? Yeah. I started it. I didn't finish it's, it. it. It's basically about how YouTube algorithms are are designed to radicalize people mm-hmm. and it's very good and you should go listen to it i forget what it's called but whatever whenever behind the bastards came out on 620 yeah and it's so good but i feel like that's very much so what happened to this kid and also what happened to me as a child of like you see one gory terrible thing and then like the internet is like oh if you liked murder porn you'll like actually murdering people <laughs> and so it's like that and that and that on and on and then eventually she fucking stabbed somebody
2: yeah I started listening to it, it was pretty interesting, and then I think Cody showed up, or I wanted to listen to music or something, so I stopped. But I did it's start really it. It's really good. Um, but for everybody who doesn't know what Guru is, I googled it. And it is Iro Guru um, Hensensu, which is usually shortened to Guru. And it's a literary and artistic movement that started in the 1930s in Japan, which focuses on erotic eroticism and sexual corruption. And decadence. Which so. is eating people. Yeah.
1: That's eating people for sex.
2: <laughs> so it's basically just gross internet sex stuff.
1: Yeah. In, in America, we call that set porn. Do we? Yeah. I'm not proud of knowing that, but I know it. <laughs> I was raised by Tumblr, so. <laughs> um,
2: on March 8th, 2005, the school held a graduation for, like, what would have been their class, and the students all were given, like, album that had a blank page where people could put pictures of Mittori mit- to honor her and like honor her and honor her death and like all of her friends could write about her and whatever and they ceremonially gave a graduation certificate to the victim of the murder in which her dad had accepted on her behalf at school and they also by like the law twisting their arm gave a certificate to the murderer, because she needed that to progress on to middle school, and because she was in a reformatory, she had to go to middle school. So she had to graduate from that school, so they had to give her one in the ceremony. She
1: couldn't graduate from alternative reformatory school? Apparently not. Because that's, that's what would have happened in America. I don't know. But um, since we need to fill up time, because um, this is only 20 minutes, I was going to say something about... How this this happened in two thousand and four? So even in America, like all we all we really had at that time was Columbine. So this would have been crazy in America, but could you imagine in Japan, where like you don't kill people in a school? (laughs) Like goddamn, this had to have rocked their world. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff
2: on the on there about how it became like an internet sensation sensation of like Nevada Town or whatever. Um, But I didn't. I I, I'm not familiar with the culture, so I didn't write it down. None of it made sense to me.
1: Um, as somebody who's both been raised on Tumblr and is a very active member of the true crime community on Tumblr, a lot of uh, sad Mountain Dew boys, you know, like the incels, the just, Mountain Holler, just think that she is fucking like the best of the best, and she's legal now. This happened in 2004, and she was 11, so she's older than us. She's like 20-something. Yeah. Yeah,
2: she's 26,
1: 25, Yeah, okay, see, because I kept going, it's 2004, and now it's 2019, and that's nine years, so she's, and I kept going, she's 20. No, wait, I wasn't 11 in 2004, I was four, how are we both almost 20? No,
2: it was <laughs> no. 11 minus four, um, which is the eight year difference, which means that she's eight years older than us, so yeah. like, so between, she's old. I think 25, 26, maybe 27, one of those. She's old, like, she's old enough to date my dad. She is the same age as your dad. My at thirty three, thank you. Mm. And but yeah, I don't know. I hadn't heard of her but Cody had another case that had the uh Hakihimori whatever mm-hmm. that maybe I can talk about later. Yeah. Who knows?
1: This is also I think the in- the anniversary of XXX Tentacion dying. Mm-hmm. is this episode which there are, there is a podcast. I think it's one of Wine and Crime's Gossip at the Corpse Carts, mm-hmm. which has a good a good little thing about that, but I um don't listen to rap music, so can't relate.
2: I thought about covering it, but he's a problematic human and I don't like him, so I did not
1: Well, he's not problematic anymore because he's dead.
2: <laughs> no, but everybody who wears like Rip XX Tentacion
1: yeah, he- like, everybody was like, he didn't deserve to get murdered, he was just sleeping in his car, and it's like- but, yeah, but he also did, like, beat his girlfriend to the point that she miscarried his child, so, like, maybe it's a net gain for society <laughs> that he's not alive anymore. Yeah. This is gonna be a terribly performing episode. Everybody's gonna be so mad at us, but I don't care.
2: It's fine, So we have a bonus- two bonus episodes, apparently, that I can put out. And do I didn't
1: say anything offensive in either one. Do our socials. Um, you can find us on the internet, on Instagram, Tumblr- facebook twitter at this week in crime you can email us at this week crime at gmail.com you can review us on apple podcast and find us wherever you found us the first time <laughs> yeah yeah
2: and let one time i said just keep listening so just keep listening
1: yeah just don't press any buttons and the next episode should play and you'll be able to hear crystal spinning her pop socket
2: i got a pop socket with my new phone but i don't want to put it on my case because i ordered three cases off of aliexpress and i want those cases and not this one but I also didn't order anything that's going to match lemons, so I don't know what the fucking point was. I we have
1: 169 plays this week. <laughs> 69. <laughs> 69.
2: I really want to download Wish, but I feel like I shouldn't have two of those apps on my phone. No, you should not. <laughs> so and
1: AliExpress op- is better anyway, because like if something doesn't arrive, they'll give you your money back.
2: Yeah, they're, that's what everybody said, is like AliExpress is a little bit more trustworthy version of Wish. Yeah. And so I that I, that's the one I've downloaded, and that's the one I've stuck to, but... Right.
1: As as part of your gift, your surprise gift, which hopefully by the time this episode comes out you will have in your possession, probably not though. <laughs> it's a, there's like one part that's cross-stitch and then one part that is needle-pointed. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing needle point for the first time and um it's a massive pain in my ass so I might not do it so don't don't hold on to too tightly to that because it kind of it's kind of hard.
2: Yeah. But. I'm thinking about Taco Bell, and I would like Taco Bell. And I also have to wake up
1: Cody. Yeah, okay, so um, with the, the, that's all of our banter. We'll just put out a bonus episode with this, too.
2: Yeah, we'll have a bonus episode. Yeah, sorry, bye. We'll see you later. <laughs>